Hello. Thank you for joining LTC Nat Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, a PACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for a PACN. I am here today with Jane Belt, Curriculum Development Specialist with a PACN. Welcome, Jane. Well, thanks, Amy, and I really do feel honored to be asked to speak to you all today, so thank you. Listeners, I have a big announcement. At the end of June, Jane will be retiring. While we're sad to see Jane leave a packet and she will surely be missed, she won't be forgotten. She has made a major impact here for all of us and for all of our members. Jane has lived much of her life dedicated to nursing. In fact, Jane has been a nurse for 52 years. That's right, I said 52 years. So before she moves on to enjoy time with her grandkids and to play golf, we thought it would be great for Jane to share some of her wisdom and humor with our listeners. Well, Amy, I have to say that's a big intro of expectations, but I'm going to give it my best shot. (laughs) I know you will, Jane. (laughs) Jane, being a nurse for so many years, you must have quite a collection of stories and memories that really touched your heart. I have to ask, what are some of those rewards of being a nurse that you have personally experienced over all of those years? Oh, my. So, touch my heart. My heart has been touched when I see patients or residents, as we call them now. When I started, it was patients. When the residents look at me and say, thank you, I can't think of a better heart-wrenching moment that what I did for them either made them more comfortable, gave them some peace of mind, gave them somebody to just talk to because they needed somebody to talk to. And that would be true not only just for the patient, but also the family. So many would pull me aside and say, thank you. You help me as much as you might have helped dad or whoever it was. So not that I need that thank you, but it was just that I knew I was getting through and my message was getting to them and they felt it helped. I mean, isn't that why we go into nursing? To help people. And, you know, and then as I got more into teaching and consulting, There is nothing like having the aha moment when the student or the participant's eyes just light up and you know they got it. They asked the question, it was maybe even a jumbled up question because they really weren't sure. And then the light bulb came on for them. And to be able to pass on some of the knowledge that I have acquired over my Oh, 52 years of nursing, that's just, it makes you feel good because that's why you're up there talking to people and you want them to have the same love for long-term care as you do. I never expected to go into long-term care, I have to tell you. I started out in acute care and when I came back after marriage and a few other things, I came back to nursing, went back to acute care, and then it was like, I got to do something different. This isn't me. And I 
didn't have much luck because I'd been out of nursing as far as practicing for about seven years. And so when I got back, I had a son and I had to support my son. And so I tried to find a job. Thought, well, this will be easy. I've been a nurse forever. I went to a good school. I think I'm ready to help. I even have my master's. Not that initials mean anything, but when you're looking for a job, initials are kind of important. So I'm looking for a job and I couldn't find anything. Well, you're going to have to work the night shift. Well, you're going to have to take a refresher course. I can't do that. I've got a son. So I answered a little teeny tiny classified ad in the paper. It must have been like a two by two. It was so tiny. And it was to be a consultant to nursing homes. I thought, well, never. Well, I've been in one nursing home to visit my grandpa and my great grandmother. Okay, I've been there, but I don't know anything. I thought, well. I'd give it a try. So sure enough, they hired me. I should have known when they hired me so quickly that there was something more to it. But anyway, you know, being able to go into that situation with really no good concept of what nursing home life should be and to fall in love with those residents was just, well, you can see I couldn't get out of it. I had to stay there. I had to be with the residents. Even when I would go in to consult with a facility, I'd go find a resident to talk to. That's why we're there. That's why we need to keep growing. I never have felt that I know enough. I don't know enough. This is still learning and that I can get an aha moment too when I learn something. And so I think just being able to feel that you made a difference in someone's life, you made a difference in how they felt their life was perhaps going to end, but finding some comfort, providing some comfort, I should say, to them, just it warms my heart, chokes me up even to talk about it now. Listening to you talk about those stories, I can remember many, many, many moons ago. I can't even tell you what year, but I heard you speak on a couple of occasions long before we came to a packet. And I remember thinking and having those aha moments when you were teaching. I can't even tell you what the subject was. I believe it was probably at one of the conferences. And, you know, that always stuck with me. Even when you came to work here with us, I was like, oh, I remember. And, you know, so thank you for helping teach nurses and love the residents. And I think I want to point out to our listeners that Jane's not only been a nurse for 52 years, which is a huge accomplishment, but she spent 40 years in long-term care. And that dedication is unbelievable. And I am so grateful and thankful that she spent those 40 years in long-term care because we need Jane's talent. So thank you, Jane. Well, thank you. But again, the, the joy was mine. It really is a joy. When you learn to love the residents and you learn to love long-term care, it's a joy for you, even when times are a little tough. I agree. 
I'm pretty sure the COVID pandemic was a first for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, good. Not that old. This no. past 15 months. Well, you know, I had to ask. You never yeah. know. I mean, you <laughs> might have been through something similar to a pandemic. But this past 15 months, you know, all of us have been through a lot and it's been really tough on us, but especially on nurses. During your years as a nurse, you must have seen other tough times outside of the pandemic. Would you be willing to share three tips or strategies to help our nurses today get through these tough times and look into the future? What do they need to do? Let me just pause and think a bit here as uh, going through the tough times that come easily to mind, unfortunately. You know, you do remember the pleasant, but it seems like the bad times are never far from your memory and thoughts. But I've always tried, number one, to keep my sense of humor. If you can't laugh at yourself, laugh at not what's going on, but, you know, somebody did something that was kind of foolish and it just provided a chuckle. That helps to have some humor. I know this pandemic has just been awful. I can't imagine. Well, and actually I can, because I have a relative that was very much impacted by COVID, and we are very blessed to even have him still with us. So I've always tried to keep a sense of humor. I've always tried to find You know, you go into a facility or talk to someone and everything's just awful. There's got to be something good. So finding out, well, what good is going on? What do you feel good about? Do you feel good that you have no skin breakdown right now? Do you feel good that the residents are involved and busy? And gee, I watched an activity and they're all smiling and clapping and having a good time. So humor, dig for the positive because the negative is very close to the top and it comes out easily. But we got to work on trying to keep them a little bit positive, listening to them, let them vent You know, and yes, I said dig for the positive, but on the same side of that, I'm also saying you got to let them vent. Not in public, not where someone's going to overhear them, but let's go talk. Let's really get at what's the biggest problem. What is your struggle? And, you know, I just think trying to always think we are going to get out of this. I guess that's my other thought, and that's more than three, I know. It's amazing I had more than three, but we're going to get out of this. We're going to figure out a way to do it. We can do this. Even when I've answered some folks in the community, and gosh, you know, they just, you can sense that they feel like their world is falling apart. No, it's not falling apart. The sun's going to rise tomorrow, you know. So, trying to get them to look at the positive. Yeah, we've got to investigate what went wrong, what isn't right, and what can we do to make you feel better and to make the problem just not quite so devastating. I think that probably sums it up. 
I love that you started with humor. I think people have been afraid to laugh mm-hmm. and it's definitely time to laugh again. And your sense of humor, for our listeners who aren't aware, your sense of humor is unbelievable. You can get us all laughing in stitches. So thank you for your humor. No, oh, thank you. Some jokes are better than others. <laughs> when you look back over your career, I'm sure you have many highlights. Would you share one or two of those moments that really stand out for you? Well, one of the highlights would have to be the RAC CTA program, the Advanced Certification Program, and that we were able to get that rolled out with, I won't even go with the barriers that we had to overcome, but that it did go fairly well. I know it wasn't perfect, but the fruit of our labors was seen and appreciated. And it was a new certification. You know, I think that's a pretty neat accomplishment. I like that. That was great. So that's one moment that I will never forget when, you know, standing up in front of whatever it was, 750 people talking about our new program and this new certification. It, it was wonderful. Another highlight, and, and I, I don't mean to make this sound like I'm patting myself on the back. I'm not. But I will never forget when I was a nurse, and this was on a med surg unit, and I was the head nurse. And we always had the overflow from the hematology unit because it was right next door to us. So we would take care of a lot of hematology or oncology patients. Well, there was one, Henry. And Henry had hemophilia. And, you know, the hemophilia had damaged every joint in his body. It was devastating. It was just awful. Even looking at him made you uncomfortable. Well, he developed... And he would come in because he also had cancer. (laughs) And so he would come in regularly. So I would see him a lot. And Henry's back started to break down. You really couldn't move him because he was so contracted. And I know this isn't a nice description, but I think you'll kind of gather what I'm trying to say. He was like a frog giving a hug. His hands were up. And so it's like, well, okay, now how are we going to keep him off his back so that we can get the skin healed? And so I worked with my team. And by George, we found, I think, every pillow in the place and, you know, having to slide him over as far as we could and putting the pillows the way we wanted. And basically, we built a mountain trying to match what his shape would be when he was on his stomach. And it took about seven of us to turn him and put him on those pillows that he was comfortable because he was always in pain. So that was the challenge. It, It took a while, but we got that skin healed. I never will forget how proud I was of my team, that they could do that, that we could work with this, You know, and we would have to go in and talk to Henry as he was on his stomach because he wasn't comfortable, even with pain meds. And we'd go in and talk to him to help him pass the time. 
because we knew every minute he was off his back was going to help him heal. So that was a moment I will never, never forget. I just, it was just a proud moment for my entire team. Well, you said to share one or two. Let's see. I shared two. feel like there needs to be another one. I've got so many jumbled up in my my brain. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you another huge memory for me and a highlight. When I was asked to join a PACN. <laughs> Actually, I joined ANAC, but, you know, we're beyond that now. But I joined ANAC long before I was on the staff. When I joined, I thought, man, I am a smart person. Because <laughs> look at all these resources this site has. And it's all in one place. And then to actually be able to contribute and hopefully contribute to the betterment of nurses, housekeepers, dietary, social service, anybody that puts their hands on residents, to be able to impact them, help them, is really an honor that I feel very deeply about. That's great, Jane. One of my favorite memories of you here at APACN, believe it or not, has nothing to do with your work, although your work is outstanding and our members love you and love to hear you speak and love to read your contributions. But my favorite memory of you is watching you dance at <laughs> one of our conferences at one of the after hours events that we had planned and you were dancing and having such a great time. And it was just, I don't know, that's a memory that will stick with me forever because just watching you have so much fun with our members and staff, it was just, it was a great memory. It's not the only memory, but it's the one that stands out. Yeah, it's funny. Many people remind me of that dance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that's good or bad, but I love to dance whether I'm good at it or not, and that was a blast. So I appreciate you recalling that. Well, actually, I remember thinking you are very good at dancing. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But just the fun and the smile. I mean, it was just so much fun to watch you. Jane, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with our audience today before we end today's session? Oh, I have so many thoughts, but I can't, we don't have the time to share them all. And I think my final thought is just thank you. Thank you to everyone that I've ever come in contact with in nursing. I didn't want to be a nurse, quite frankly. I wanted to be a professional golfer. And thank heavens, my parents were smarter than I was. And they said, no, you're not going to do that. You've got to find something to make a living at. I became a nurse. Best thing that ever happened to me. And to be able to share that with all of you and to be with so many of you over a long period of time, you've got huge place in my heart. I will never forget. And I just want to thank you for all the love and rewards that you've provided me. I can't repay you. I never could. Well, Jane, I think it is you who have given us the rewards. Nurses across the country know your work. You've educated and touched so many lives. 
And I just want to say thank you for that. We can't repay you enough for the things you've done for nursing. Again, I I think it goes both ways, Amy, because I'm just so thankful for the love that I've received. So it's a two-way street. That's what what living's all about. That's what the healthcare field is all about, is giving and receiving. I love it. Jane, thank you for joining us for one final podcast and for all you've done for OPACN and the nursing field. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse assessment coordinators, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC NACCHAT podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing, and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes, optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at abilitynetwork.com slash a pack-in.